Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. In light of all the things that's been going on in our country and in our culture, I want to share with you some basic biblical truths about what it's going to take to have a blessed home and a blessed family, a blessed community, and a blessed nation. It goes back to what God had already ordained that we have fathers and mothers in the family that will build a strong family. As we have just celebrated Father's Day, it is time for us to implement some of the characteristics of God our Father in being sure that our home and our family represents the kingdom of God. We honor and encourage every father to be like our Heavenly Father. Come and go with us today as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word. Present tense, you are light. As a result of who you are, then he says, live as children of light. Since you are saved, you're not only in the light, you are the light. And we're the light because our minds have been eliminated and our deeds are deeds of light. We start living better. We start walking better. We start living this righteous, holy life. Now, I know we don't get there overnight. We don't get there in an instant. You get saved one day. Your spirit man have connection with God. That doesn't mean that you are walking in righteousness and holiness the next day. You begin your walk. You are born again. You are a babe in Christ. But Paul says we ought to pull off the old man and put on the new man. That's that process of taking off the old things and the old way of living and the old deeds that we used to be involved in. And you ought to be getting closer and closer and closer in your spiritual maturity and walking with God every day of our lives. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew 5, 14. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise or glorify your Father who is in heaven. Men will see your good deeds because your good deeds are going to be the product of the light that's in your life. Men will see your good deeds. What happens is when you are light in the dark place, folks ought to automatically just know that there is something different about you. The folks on your job ought to be looking at you kind of funny. Something's different about you. I ain't talking about from the crazy sense. I'm talking about you don't respond like everybody else responds. You don't have the same attitude about things other people have. You have a gentleness about yourself. You have a peace about yourself. You have a calmness about yourself. I notice that you can get together. I see you kind of meditating and reading on your scripture. I see you speaking to people and encouraging them. I see there's just something. I can't put my finger on it. If nobody knows that there's something different about you, you might want to look in the spiritual mirror and say, Lord, why don't folks know that there is a light that came in that dark room? I don't care where you work and what you do. If the light of the Lord Jesus is shining in your life, someone will notice a difference in you. 
But if you always complaining, you always talking about what somebody ain't doing, you always got an issue, all that kind of stuff like that, cut it out and start let the light shine in your life. If you always down, you always out, something's always going wrong, don't nobody want what you got. But somebody ought to want what you have. There's power in that light. You can't have that light without power. We who are believers are light and we are in contrast to darkness. And that's not all. We should display the characteristics of light. Ephesians 5 9 says this. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, in righteousness, and in truth, in all goodness, you ought to just be good. You know what goodness means in the Greek? Good. He's <laughs> just a really, I mean, I like being around that person. That's a, that's a good person. Now, every good person ain't saved, but every saved person ought to be good. You ought to be amenable. You ought not be argumentative all the time and, and can't nobody get nothing across to you. Goodness and righteousness. What is righteousness? Righteousness is good living. Goodness is simply being good, honorable, a beautiful person. Righteousness has to do with our living and our lifestyle. We are right in righteousness, not according to our own standard, according to God's standard. Don't buy this thing. That's your truth. I got my own truth. There's only one truth. Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. There's only one truth. That's not your truth and my truth. That's, that, that's coming in with that other dark stuff that's coming into our, our minds and the way we think through things. Well, what's true for you ain't true for me. No, if, the, if I go outside and it's, it's sunny today and your truth is that it's raining, <laughs> there's a problem with that. There's only one truth. It's sunny. Well, it might be sunny to you, but it ain't sunny to me. Well, I know you got an issue that I even want to deal with. The third fruit of our walking in the light is truth. Truth has to do with our honesty, our reliability, our trustworthiness, our integrity. Walking in truth. And this passage gives us a contrast between light and darkness. And it gives us the characteristics of walking in the light. And lastly, it gives us a command regarding the light. Verse 10 through 11. Find out what pleases God. And then have nothing to do, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Find out what pleases God. What pleases God? It's always the basics. We want to be in the Word of God. Number one, you start with the basics. Let's spend more time in the Word of God so I can know God better. I know what the Word says about me and my life and how I need to function. Spend some time in the Word of God. If you are, are not regular in your Bible reading, decide I'm going to be regular in my Bible reading. I'm going to read one chapter a day, two chapters a day, or whatever that might be. But just get regular in it. Find you something that you want to study in the Word of God and go with it. It could be a character. I want to study the life of David, so I'm reading everything about David. I want to study faith, so I'm reading everything about faith. I want to look at the Old Testament saints and the fathers of the Old Testament. I want to look at the law. I want to read through the life of Jesus. Whatever that might be. Find you some way to study the word of God. And then secondly, seek his face. Spend some time in prayer. Talk to the Lord. Amen. You got time to pray. Amen. Just spend some time. 
Then be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. Then begin to practice what you read and what you find out in the scriptures. Be a doer of the word. Then we are commanded to have nothing to do with and that we should not participate in any of the deeds of darkness. Well, pastor, what are the deeds of darkness? Paul talked about that in the fourth chapter. We're going to back up a little bit. And I'll read some of these to you. I don't have to even make a commentary on them. They're so obvious. Chapter 4 verse 17 says, so I tell you this and insist on it. I'm not just telling you, but I insist that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. Who were the Gentiles? That represent those who did not know God. If he was talking to us, he was saying, don't live like the unsaved folks live in the futility of their own thinking. You are saved now. You have been redeemed. You have been brought from darkness to light. They don't have the right thinking, so don't you live according to that lifestyle and their thinking. But look at what he said. They are darkened in their understanding and are separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. There is a process in the life of those who are rebellious against God, those who don't know God. They will continually be hardened in their hearts. Romans chapter 1 talks about that. They have come to a reprobate mind, a mind which is no mind, a mind which has no spiritual understanding. And they will continue to do wrong, he says in Romans. They will even practice do wrong and they will support those who are doing wrong. And he talks about the woman who's losing her desire for a man and rather have a woman than a man and same thing with the man he says all this kind of thing comes because their hearts are hardened and their foolish hearts he says are darkened they don't have a good understanding and they think wrong is right and right is wrong he said not you you're saved and listen you can't let Ophrah shape your worldview you can't let Dr. Phil shape how you think about things. You, you can't let your radio personalities and all the, the music that you hear and all of the, the slogans and the cliches and stuff you hear shape your personality and your, your thoughts and your responses. You'll end up saying what they say and thinking like they think. You better let the word of God shape you. That's why you need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind and do not conform to the things of this world. But look at what he says here. They have ignorance because of the hardening of their hearts, having lost all sensitivity. You think we've lost sensitivity? How can somebody go in and shoot somebody without any sensitivity? Do the things they're doing, shoot up a house full of folks and all that. Have no sensitivity. So parents, listen, if you're going to buy your kids all these violent video games and wonder why they're going crazy... And they're listening to all this stuff and wonder why they're going crazy. And we're looking at it ourselves. Try this. Watch any show or program or drama or whatever on TV and see how long it takes somebody to have a gun in their hand to start shooting. It'll come on with somebody getting murdered. See, when we were kids, even when the Long Ranger shot somebody, he shot the gun out their hand. Ooh. <laughs> they didn't kill him. He shot the gun out of their hand. He was that good. (laughs) 
But now they're killing up folks, and you can see and all that, and the kids grow up with that, and you wonder, why he got no understanding? Well, he's been preached to. That's preaching. The world system, and nobody ever talks about that. Don't buy no guns. Well, stop showing all that on TV. Amen. Oh, that don't bother nobody. That don't hurt nobody. Why do you think they advertise the stuff you go buy is because somebody told you you need to have it on TV? That's why they advertise. They spend billions of dollars to affect your minds and your purchases. They know that stuff works and, and affects people's understanding in their minds. But the God of this world said, hey, yeah, yeah, just don't pray. I got a system. I'm working it from the inside and the outside. Understanding is bad. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensualities as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for some more. They're not satisfied with going to the men's club and watching the women pole dance. They want to get a little girl who's six years old. Yeah, they want, to, they want to get them a little girl. They want to get a two-year-old, a three-year-old. And we're sitting around in the church saying, oh, that's horrible, ain't it? I don't know what this world is coming to. Yeah, he told you a thousand years ago. It's coming to sensualities so you can indulge in every kind of impurity with continuous lust for more. There is nowhere it's going to be enough. We're going to keep moving this thing to another level. People thought I was funny. Some of them have been here long enough to say, you know, a few years from now, they're going to be a man want to marry a man. Oh, pastor. Well, after a while, somebody going to say, why can't I marry my, my brother or my sister? Two consenting adults, we love each other. What's wrong with that? Just the way y'all thinking now, that's what they were saying when I said that. Because it's going down, down, down. That's why the Bible says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Lord comes back. The Lord is saying, okay. We're getting ready to push that button. He says this in chapter 4, verse 28. You want to know how walking in the light is from darkness? He who has been stealing must steal no longer. Once you get saved, you are to stop stealing. Even on your income tax. Pay the government what you need to pay them. Don't try to find somebody who's going to do your stuff all messed up and then you're going to come back two years, three years from now. Pastor, the devil done got all in my, my taxes. The devil wasn't in your taxes. You didn't do him right. You done found somebody over there off of MLK to do your taxes. Because they said they can be sure to get you something back no matter what. No, I, I had somebody do my taxes once and I looked at him and I think, that ain't right. No, I ain't going back to you. That's not right. No, that's not right. That's not accurate. Let him who, who stole steal no more. If you're still stealing, say amen. <laughs> and then he says, you should steal no more, but must work. But must, I might say, oh, no, I'm going back to stealing. <laughs> but must work doing something useful with his own hands that he may have something to share with those where? In need. See, he threw that in there. You must work so you can be productive. Look at verse 29. 
Do not let, this is where the church needs to really move up. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. What's unwholesome talk? You know it, you've been talking that way. <laughs> talking about folks, not building them up, coarse joking, all kinds of things like that that's not pleasing to God. Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. I can tell you when unwholesome talk is coming out of your mouth. Honey, between you and me and the dopos. <laughs> and when you say that, that's unwholesome talk is getting ready to come out. Now, understand me, I don't usually say this about people. Well, you can stop right there because it's going to be unwholesome. I don't mean to be spreading nothing. Well, you're getting ready to spread something. Okay, he said, cut that out. That's what people in darkness do. They whisper. They fix their mouth. They lean forward. But I told somebody, if it's too hot for you to hold, it's too hot for me to hold. So don't tell me unless you want me to tell somebody. If you can't hold it, how you going to, I'm going to tell you, don't you tell nobody. Well, you can't hold it. <laughs> don't tell nobody what I'm finna tell you. I said, well, don't tell nobody what you finna tell me either. <laughs> don't let unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't just disobey when the Lord is speaking to you and you know the word of God, don't grieve the Holy Spirit and with whom you were sealed to the day of redemption. And then he tells you to get rid of some stuff. Get rid of all bitterness. You got bitterness in your heart? You still mad about something that happened in 1982? Get rid of that. That has turned from resentment to bitterness. He said, get rid of it. You get rid of it. Nobody else is going to get rid of bitterness in your life. You have to get rid of bitterness. Rage. Anger. Brawling. Some of the saints still fighting. One sister said, yeah, pastor, I did hit him. I said, sister, you can't be knocking your husband out. You can't be brawling, he said. There will not be no saints out there in the street just going at it. Amen. In Walmart. You got light of the world shirt on. Talking about we're taking this, taking this light to the world. You out there. I'm going to say we got some shirts missing out the bookstore. They must have stole that one. They don't belong to the light of the world. Now we wondering what happened to that shirt. Rage. Anger. Brawling. Slander. Let me tell you something about slander. That can be something true about somebody. She still don't need to tell it. It could be true and it's just not beneficial. It's true he stole all the money. Well, you don't have to tell everybody that. He says, no slander along with every form of malice. Now, these are the things he told us to put away. Let's, let's, re let's review that one more time in case we just didn't get that. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. In verse 31, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. I want you to know, he was in church talking to the church folks. He was not talking to unbelievers. 
He was talking to church folks. And then he says, once you get rid of that, that's what you put out, and this is what you put on. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Here's what I want to leave with you today. We are light, and we ought to live in the light. That ought to be our lifestyle. What do we need to adjust in our lives so that the light of God can shine more brightly in ours? It's dark out there in the world. There are people in our culture, in our country, who are totally uncharged. It's not like it was 40 years ago where most people, or 50 years ago, where most people got exposed to church or, or went to church, whether they were we're not connected or not but they knew about church we got a generation who are totally unchurched and are totally in darkness the light is needed more today than ever before there was a young teenager someone said Jesus died for your sin and he wants to save your soul and the teenager said how come nobody ever told me that before I've never heard that this is in our country right Unsaved folks are not going to go to Christian television and watch Christian television, listen to Christian radio. They're going to need somebody who arrives where they are with the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have the light, and we are the light of the world. And today I want to encourage you to begin to walk in the light. All of us have some adjustments we need to make. All of us have some adjustments we need to make so that our light will shine bright. God wants to use us. This is our time. This is our season. Don't just get caught up in the routine of busy church work. Allow the light of the Lord Jesus Christ to shine bright in your life. Will you bow your heads with me? I want you to think about the influence that you might have as you make yourself available to God. It's not just for coming together in this place that we assemble. We are more valuable as we spread out from here. As we go to our workplaces, as we go to the stores, or we go to the place that we do business, as we talk to the telemarketer on the phone. Shouldn't be so rude that we just hang up. I told you not to call here. I asked the telemarketer, I said, if there was one thing I could pray for you personally today, what would that be? And he said, would you pray that I'll have a job tomorrow? He's got a life too. God wants to use us. We're his agents in the world. There's a God of this world that's busy. And God says, I need my agents to wake up. I got agents all over the country. I got them. <laughs> now, we don't want to be like the, the terrorists who got a sleeper cell. Well, if we're a sleeper cell, it's time to wake up and get busy in the work of the Lord because things are getting out of hand. This is Jerry G. Martin, and you've been listening to The Light of the World, and I certainly hope that you've been blessed by today's message. If you would like to hear this message in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You'll be able to hear today's message and any previous messages that have aired on this station. We trust that God will continue to enrich your life as you walk in the light of his glory and his power. Jesus said he came as the light of the world, and then he says, now we are the light of the world. Maybe you are struggling right where you are, 
I want you to know that we're here to pray for you and to help you to grow spiritually. You can call us right now at our prayer line number 281-964-1393. Again, that's 281-964-1393. And we'll be standing by and praying for you. Maybe you want to make a decision for Christ today. We're here to stand with you and help you to walk through that. I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. Each Sunday morning, we're meeting in person at 16161 Old Humble Road. Again, that's 16161 Old Humble Road at 10 o'clock a.m. Or join us online at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. If you're looking for a Bible bookstore, come to our campus. The Beacon is right here. We have books, Bibles, church, and communion supplies. Call The Beacon, 281-441-2885. 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.